two races left, and after this weekend, Max and Lewis could be tied going into Abu Dhabi. Red Bull pulls over an engine change, and we mourn the death of an F1 legend. Rest in peace of Frank Williams. Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in jump to start racing podcast my name is wellington i'm here with one of my closest friends yancy say hello hi we're in a missing man formation today ruben uh is not able to join us uh what's up ruben hello if anybody knows where ruben is let us know yeah it's gonna be on a, a milk carton just call the number <laughs> <laughs> call uh, 1-800 Jump the start. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're coming off the uh, American Thanksgiving holiday weekend. How are you? How was your weekend? How was your time? It was good. Got much needed rest. Spent some time with my brother. Was in out of town from Miami. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Jojo. Yeah. And, uh, good weekend overall. Thanksgiving holiday. We kick off the holidays. The mad rush till Christmas begins. Yeah. Luckily, we still have a few... Uh, Races left this season. Yeah, too. absolutely. Two races left. Which is not usually the case. I'm very excited and also very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Racing um, till December, bro. <laughs> Look at that. I'll take it. All right. So this episode, we'll be talking about the untimely passing of uh, Frank Williams, a uh, legendary F1 figure and motorsport racing figure. Uh, some funny Nikita Mazepin news. And we'll also be previewing the... Saudi Arabian Grand Prix at the uh, Jeddah, Jeddah Nights, as Ruben would say, uh, racetrack. Uh, but before we do so, I want to ask you to, if you've seen more than one video from us, please hit that subscribe button on, on uh, YouTube. We're on many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I don't know if I'm missing one, but if I am. At Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Drop in, say hello. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so Yancy, just to kind of let off with this obviously sad news frank williams the legendary motorsport figure uh has passed away at the age of 79 um not much to say if you follow formula one you know frank williams if you follow motorsport you probably know frank williams so right. what are your thoughts on this well it's been a year removed since he sold the team um, he was the last of the private of the privateers, yeah. Um, which dominated Formula One for quite a quite a while. Privateer meaning that the the team wasn't owned by a by a by a car manufacturer. It was owned by a private owner. Ran the team. They built the cars themselves. And uh, Sir Frank Williams, and Sir because he was knighted. Um, he he made, he left an indelible mark in F1 because he was so successful. I think Williams would probably be the second most successful F1 team mm -hmm. behind Ferrari, surrounded second to maybe McLaren. Uh, you have these titans in 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 the world of um, in the world of automakers that come into F1 and dominate, and for Sir Frank Williams to build a team and make it so dominant and really pioneer a lot of the technologies 
that are in our road cars today um, using the hotbed of testing, which is F1, uh, he left his mark. And we were all sad to see him not be the team owner last season when they sold it to um, Doralton to Capital. Capital. Um, and yeah, man, I, and we all know that, you know, he was getting up there in age and and he had a very serious car accident, I, think, I believe 35 years ago, which left him, uh, you know, wheelchair bound. But, you know, when he could make it to the races, he was always there. Uh, was always a fixture in that Williams uh, paddock. And, um, yeah, sad to see him go. Uh, again, he was a pioneer. He was, it was, you know, he's a very important figure in the world of Formula One and all of motorsports, really. And really, you know, worked his butt off and did it the hard way mm -hmm. to get to where he got. The, uh, the Williams uh, Formula One team, Williams Engineering Formula One team, first entry 1977 at the Spanish Grand Prix as a team, as a constructor, 1978 at the Argentinian Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. uh, 768 entries into uh, Formula One. Um, nine constructors championships, seven drivers championships. They had guys win championship for them, such as Alan Jones, Kiki Rosberg, Nelson Piquet, Nigel Mansell, Alan Prost, Damon Hill, and Jack Villeneuve. Who's who, right? Of, yeah, uh, of Formula One drivers. Yeah. And, not, and that's not even counting the innumerable young talent that he used to bring up himself that got their chances before they went on to win championships. Um, many of the great drivers in Formula One wanted to race for Williams. Ayrton Senna being one of them mm -hmm. for his untimely death uh, when he signed with them in 94. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it was sad to see them go. He, again, the last of the privateer teams. And, um, yeah, he's always going to be remembered. And I hope that Williams keeps his name as far as, you know, obviously the way things are now, especially with finances, it'd be hard for a team to even keep the same name. But if they can keep Williams a fixture in Formula One, that would be his legacy. Just, yeah. And and what a uh, what a legacy, obviously. Yeah. Um, kind of sad to have seen the, the Williams team kind of just drop off the... Yeah. Drop off in performance. Um, but, you know, they, they've looked a little better. Obviously, a young call it a phenom with George Russell. They've had guys like, as Yancey mentioned, a who's who of drivers. Valdez Ribotas, Felipe Massa was driving for them at the end of his career. Nico, Nico Rosberg, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Jensen Button also. Jensen Button. Ben, it like, we could go on forever, mm -hmm. right? Um, okay. Switching gears on that, obviously, uh, a sad note to a little bit of comedy, right? And it's not really comedy, it's just the news, but it was just funny news. Dimitri Mazepin, mm -hmm. Nikita Mazepin's dad, mm -hmm. upset that his son was driving with an inferior chassis compared to his teammate, Michael Sch or Mick Schumacher. Mm -hmm. He went out and he bought his son a new chassis for the, for the car. Yes. Haas could not afford to provide him with the new chassis before the end of the year. So he was like, you know what? Screw it. Let me just go ahead and pay for it. What are we doing here, folks? Well, I mean, 
Mazepin seems like he's getting the hang of it finally at the end of the season, driving better. Um, but I think there was a big accident where one of the chassis was destroyed, and um, and obviously Haas couldn't replace it. Wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for them to do it as a team because obviously they're focused more on the 2022 car, um, and they and we've known that since the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're they don't have the resources, but um, I guess no driver wants to be beaten. Uh, your father's the title sponsor, Eurokali. Is it Eurokali? Yeah, that's that it. Eurokali. Um, so if you can inject some money and pay for the chassis, why not? They've definitely worked <laughs> for it. They make their money. Here you go, son. Listen, if we could do, if we were able to do it, we'd do it for our own kids. Too, he should have so. just went out, just bought another Mercedes car, and just given it to him. That's, that's I don't think that's you, you it may can not be do legal. that no yeah I don't know I just well, yeah, you know it. what they should just do it anyways to see what happens get disqualified yeah <laughs> that would be good not really but um no. all right plus you think that the uh, Mercedes chassis would fit the Ferrari engine no I'm saying just get a whole new car the the whole Mercedes car and just paint it a different color now do you think that he would be successful in that car no no. No. Why not? It's a better car. It is a better car. I think it would be more successful. Be but in the points podium? He, I think he would spin out in the first lap. This <laughs> is going to be 100% serious. It'd be too much of a car for yes. him. Yes. Yes. Too much power. <laughs> more power. More power. More power. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. It's, uh being the only American team on the grid... Uh, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. It looks more like the Russian mobile. Um, you think they're gonna be better next year? No. Who do they pass? Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo is okay now. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, man. Williams. That, I think Williams is gonna be better next year. Mm-hmm. Who do and they they got two decent drivers at Williams too. Yes. Damn, man. Who are they? Nobody. They're not passing anybody. They're relegated to last place. Yes. Huh? They should be relegated to Formula 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. So harsh. Light news. Night, light news week. So let's jump into the race preview. The Jetta Grand, uh, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix at Jeddah. Um, there was a tweet earlier today from Jenny Gao stating that 79% of the tr- of the track will be at full throttle. Hmm. Who does that favor? As far as the championship? Yes. Mercedes. Yes. Yes. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week, but or or the week that uh, it was uploaded to that they, they showed like a simulator or the, maybe the video game. And it just looked like a very, very fast, like very minimal turns not not turns but very minimal um oh no breaking breaking zones. breaking zones to, yeah. to get into turns i think there's like maybe two of them well actually no one two maybe three of them four not really yeah i don't know I'm, That's I'm, it's only four i only see four you have uh turn one two turn four turn 13 and turn 27 the hairpin and I think 
13 is like almost like a banked corner. So you're not really going to get much breaking going into there. So it was even to the point where Carlos Sainz had brought up, it's an article on motorsport, uh, motorsport.com, that the Jeddah F1 track will compress the midfield battle. He says that uh, it looks like a very high-speed circuit, and we have seen in a high-speed circuit that cars will that cars like Alpine, McLaren, and AlphaTauri, all of a sudden the field compresses a lot when it's a high-speed circuit, so it could be a very tight battle in Jeddah. You could even see Williams up there fighting for points as well. Correct. Um, I'm I'm very concerned as somebody that wants to see. I'm going to be very clear. Somebody that wants to see somebody other than Mercedes win the championship. I I don't see that this race is going to go Red Bull's way. I don't see this race going Max Verstappen's way just based on the characteristics that we're seeing. Hold on. You don't want Mercedes to win the championship? I want somebody else to win. Aren't you a Mercedes fan? Yes. Right or die? Listen, yes, but I I, I just want something else to add. Granted, this season has already delivered, right? As far as the drama, the intrigue, etc. More so than any other in recent memory. So I guess I've gotten my gift. And there. it's only going to be better with Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I So I think we talked about it last week. I'd still rather see Max Verstappen's first championship than Lewis Hamilton's eighth. I don't know, man. Because first of all, I just got to know. I just got to tell you that. Mercedes has been so dominant the past seven years mm-hmm. that even Mercedes fans don't want them to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you're insane. looking at one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is a... It's like playing on easy mode, you know? It's not easy. I don't... And this... Let me tell you something. If Mercedes wins it this season, it's going to be... It's going to be a different win because they've... Obviously, the past seven years, it has been... Without much of a fight, they've been very dominant. Mm-hmm. I think the only fight that they've gotten was maybe Ferrari 2017-2018. But even that didn't go to the end. It, it was pretty much over by the time we got to Singapore, to the Asian flyaway race. 2017 for sure. 2018 when, by, when Vettel uh, spun in, in Germany. Yeah. I mean, no, well, that was the beginning of the end. But I think that by the time they got to Japan, it was pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, uh, Ferrari was having reliability issues, and, and, and uh, you know, especially in Japan. I think they had to take an engine penalty there. Um, but the intrigue for me would be we like to see records being broken. Um, and how cool would it be if we were able to see Lewis Hamilton break the record that nobody thought would be broken would be seven world championships he's tied it but he hasn't broken it mm-hmm. um and we've obviously seen him tie and break you know qualifying records and race wins he has 101 now or 102 101 101 and these are records that were set by michael schumacher that we never thought any f1 driver would be able to beat and we would and you would probably say the same thing when Ayrton senna was breaking those records um but yeah, man, to to for him to win number eight, um, and to win it with this kind of fight, where he's, yes, he's led the championship, but I think Max has led the championship most of the time. Um, 
for him to for his team to fight and for him to come back from behind, dude, that's a great storyline. And I think it would cement him as probably not listen, this is all subjective, but the greatest driver of all time. And would shut up the haters saying that he only wins it in the fastest car when this season clearly he hasn't had the fastest car. Mm. It's been a fight from behind the whole time. And um, obviously, I think the only reason that this is so close is because um, you've obviously had uh, Verstappen's retirement with, with him crashing into Lewis in, in, uh, in Great Britain. Um, and also the Verstappen retirement in Baku when his tires blew out. Um, but I think, and just looking at it as a, the season as a whole, it seems to me that Mercedes has had the oh no, I'm sorry, Red Bull has had the better car, and they've they've performed better. But Lewis Hamilton is still in it. Mercedes is still in it, and it's literally single point leads. It's not double digit leads. It's like right there. It was double digit. It was, but it's not. So I think that storyline where Mercedes winning, you know, obviously they've already broken the record for. How many uh, constructors, constructors championship they won in a row? But for Lewis Hamilton to win his eighth championship, dude, that's history being made. And we're pretty sure that if Verstappen doesn't win this season, he'll he's he's on his way to win another one. Yeah, at some point. But well, not another one, but he's he's on his way to win championships. At to, least one. I don't know. To me, it's a little tainted, right? Because and it's something that we mentioned last week. Where, for some reason, the maybe the budget cap isn't tight enough, uh, but like for them to be able to have put in a rocket of an engine in Brazil, then keep just switching it back and forth and like bring back the Brazil engine. Even Fernando Alonso mentioned something. Uh, it was an article in the uh, Independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those who have exceeded a certain number of engines per year should be sent to the back of the grid. In theory. Mercedes can put in a new combustion engine every Grand Prix, take five place grid penalty, and benefit from the power boost. I don't disagree with them. Like this is, I feel like this is what we're seeing now. Is like okay, it's, it's like uh, let's just go ahead and just whatever it is, we're just gonna go to Hunts Point, just like Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> grab us, grab whatever engine we we can cobble together and just blast through the competition. That's not the way the, the the sport is meant to be run, as as, as far as I know. Like, it, yeah, it's a sport uh, about money, and whoever can burn the most resources is gonna win generally. But mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, this seems like a cheap way to eat out a championship win. No, because win. because it's the same for everyone, right? It's just who plays. Formula One has always been a championship where whoever can bend the rules better. Mm-hmm. Is going to win. Look at Braun GP, which was for which was the team b- before it became Mercedes. It was Braun GP. Yeah. They came out with their double diffuser, and they won the championship. And they were on the year before they were on the verge of. They were Honda. Yeah, they were Honda on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah, uh, literally Ross Braun bought them. Bought them. Uh, they put in a Mercedes engine. They got a last minute Mercedes engine with a Honda chassis. And they were able to win the championship because they figured out a loophole in the rules. F1 is riddled with these types of stories all throughout their history. Whoever can can uh, interpret the formula correctly 
is the champ wins the championships. Mm -hmm. And Mercedes is no different. I wouldn't say it's a cheap win because the rules are the same for everyone. And you can and you can equally say the same thing about if Max if if Max and Red Bull were down, um, you can put in a new Honda engine every race and they'll still make up five places with Max Verstappen driving it. Because honestly, Max Verstappen has driven if not equally, but better than Lewis Hamilton this season. And really the difference between those two cars is the driver because it's similar car as far as pace-wise. And like I said before, Red Bull has been a, the better team, the better car throughout the season. It's, just, it's also kind of funny to see. It's a loophole, essentially, right, within the, within the rules. Mm -hmm. It's funny to see Fernando Alonso pointing it out where he has exploited loopholes throughout this whole year so far just to be like, oh, if I look at what I'm doing and I could just get away with it because – there's no yeah, the, yeah. exact rule for it, but that's what that's what you're supposed to do. You, you just get on with it, and, and and listen, he does have a point, and it does kind of suck because obviously you don't want it to get to the point where they, you know, you, just because you use an extra engine, you get a bigger power boost, and you can do that every race, and you know, and and win. But again, the, the rules are the same for everyone, and. What was it? What was what was it before they even had the the the, the limitations on how many engines you could use as many engines as you want, and still the team with the most money won. Uh, okay, for the most part. Okay, before this current iteration, it was like the the hundred place grid penalty that uh, Fernando Alonso himself was getting. Yeah, and before that, I don't I don't really recall. Yeah, but before that, you, remember teams used to bring in. Whole new cars. Whole new cars. Yeah. Uh, uh, engine for qualifying, yeah. engine for it was unlimited. And then they uh, and the yeah, reason yeah. why they have the reason why they have I mean Michael Schumacher, when he was winning championships, used to race, win, and go back to Fiorano and test the car because they didn't have any test limits. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have any testing limits like they do now. Now everything is in, you know, quote unquote or for cost savings, which yeah, it does, you know, it. You know, it 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 does minimize the cost, but obviously that didn't work because they had to put in a budget cap now, or a cost cap, as they would say. So, I mean, again, however you can interpret the rules best, you get an upper hand. If you can do it, then you can do it. It's the same for everybody. Nobody's doing anything. For example, Mercedes is not doing anything that Red Bull is not allowed to do. You're right. You're right. Uh, on that same note, uh, on italianmotorsport.com it.motorsport.com mm -hmm. I think it's called um, there's this article a credit to on, on reddit uh, check out this username balls to break late 44 <laughs> you sure that's not Danny Ricardo no no moonlighting tripping balls <laughs> so, uh, the translation I, I'll read the uh, the opening chapter here how about Marco has made it clear that the Milton Keynes team could insist on the Russian homologated power unit four. Remember, Max Verstappen's engine is from Russia, essentially. But there are rumors of a push by Japanese engineers to replace the six-cylinder with a fresh unit. Honda would have preferred the operation to be done at Los Isle in Qatar in the knowledge that Verstappen would have finished second anyway. Is this pre-tactics or a new Red Bull strategy? So in short... Honda wants to provide a new engine to Max and just blast out the competition, right? Or as best as they can. Mm -hmm. Red Bull does not want to, Helmut Marko, this is all speculation, does not want to undergo this uh, 
transition into a new engine, uh, potential five-place grid penalty at a track, especially at a track that's unknown to them. I mean, why not? You're giving up the competitive edge. What, take, to take the penalty? To not take the penalty. I wouldn't do it. I, I would take the engine. You would take the new engine? Yes. They're getting blown out. by, Or they're going to get, just like in Brazil, just like last week, they're going to get blown out by this turned-up engine. So then the... And it's Honda. the One of the most reliable... Engine. Yeah, it is the most reliable engine on the grid. Yeah. So then what? You take... Uh, I take the five-place grid penalty. What's the... What the points lead is what? Eight right now? Yes. Take a five grade, five grid. Place. If you finish second, because you're gonna get blown out of Jeddah anyways. If you finish second and there's no fastest, if lap, everything stays the same, remember we still got a race to run. We still got qualifying correct. to go through. Correct. If you finish second and there's no fastest lap for either Hamilton or Verstappen, they are tied going yes. into the last race. If Hamilton finishes first and Max finishes second, wouldn't you rather be sitting there, yo? I got a dope new Honda engine. In my back pocket versus now uh he's got an engine yeah it's good but now it's got three ace, three races worth of wear and tear or two races worth of wear and tear versus my one versus one engine when you go balls to the wall yeah just you don't want to save that for the championship the the last round you don't want to save it for them because and and i think that the only the the only um track that that would benefit from the most would be this track Based yeah. on based on because it really wouldn't be, I don't think it would make much of a difference in in uh, in Abu Dhabi no because but it would definitely make a difference here it might be hard to pass here too who knows well that's the thing if you, when I don't know how hard I don't know how how hard it, it would be to pass here because I don't know how wide the track is also because that that's really what it you know overtaking is 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 determined by is the two track going to be finished well. <laughs> I okay. I think it will I, be. I hope so. Yeah, but um, but it, overtaking is uh, when you when you look at a track map, it's it's compromised of two things. One is the amount of braking zones because obviously the cars got to got to slow down, mm -hmm. and how wide the track is. Can the cars get by each other? Because obviously the you have to get out of the dirty air in order for you to get a, gain an arrow advantage. Um, hence the DRS. Mm -hmm. Um. But this track doesn't look wet. It is a street circuit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for example, we'll it take... Is, uh, it's not a street circuit. They constructed the whole new track. Technically, it is. That's what they, they're calling it, a street circuit. Okay. And it's going to be used as, you know, regular roadways. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it that's what I'm saying. It's a... It's technically a street circuit. You don't know how hot, how wide it is. Usually, road the street circuits are like, like a Monaco. Or even parts of Baku are wide. But then you get into you know sector two and three, which are, which are very Kinda narrow. Tight, yeah. Most of the overtaking is done in sector two, sector one, I mm -hmm. should say, um, in Baku. So uh, we don't know. It's and it's a new track, so we don't know how everything's gonna go. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, in cotton and Los at the Los Angeles circuit in in in, in Qatar. Yeah. Um. We thought that there was going to be no overtaking there, and there was a ton of overtaking there, and it was super quick. Is this the characteristics of the track? You know, because those turns were quick, mm -hmm. but here there's not very, there's not a lot of turns, and any of the turns are very flowy tracks, so you can definitely see overtaking here. So if you're going to put in the new engine, you're right, would be here, but would they take that chance? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Maybe we'll put up a poll in our stories or something on Instagram or on Twitter. Should they take a penalty now and put a rocket ship of an engine? But they're still leading the championship. Well, as far as the driver's championship is concerned. It's a... Uh, and um, it's only a what? A, a, what uh, is it? Uh, uh, let me see. The, the the constructors championship is only a four what five point lead, which is nothing. Okay, but at, at that point, right? Uh, I'm, I'm saying Mercedes leads it by five. At that point, you have to assume that it's going to be neck and neck with Max and Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. You need Checo to do some some freaking work here. Like he's got, if I'm Red Bull, he's got to do some work to win me that championship. This is what I brought him in for. This is what we said earlier. The Constructors' Championship is going to be determined by the number two. By the number twos. Dude, I cannot believe By the number twos. And right now, it's 203 to 190. Dude, Valtteri Bottas is winning. This is the season that we all dream Keep of. talking. Keep talking crap about my man, Valtteri. <laughs> Get out of here. Yo, so, I don't know if it was Helmut that said it, but it was somewhere in the same article where essentially... Mercedes undercut them with an engine, with a new engine, and now, <laughs> they, now they have the clear advantage. Hey, bro, them's the rules. Yeah, them's the rules. You know how you you when you go to undercut the next lap, the person should pit. They should have changed the engine. At yeah, the that's next like race. strategy on another level. That's Dude. like the strategy of the strategy of the strategy. That's insane. And if Mercedes pulls them off, yo. They undercut him successfully. Listen, we bow down to you, bro. Yeah. Because that that would la- literally make them the most successful F1 team of all time, bro. What? what and a move. what a way to win the championship. What a move. So with all that said, right? Fast track, 79% of Jetta will be at full throttle. That's insane. Is, is there? I wonder if this maybe... No, maybe Monza is probably... Uh, uh, a faster track than that, but 79% for, that's insane. So, we've seen it, right? It's not, it, yeah, we say that. Can't wait it's to It's going to be a lot of fast, um, it's like a turn complex, like in Magazine Beckett's or like in the, it's it's just a lot of wide open throttle, but like you're, you're flowing in and out of the turns. Mm-hmm. So, Arrow is going to play a very important, Aerodynamics yeah. will play a very important part in this. Your chassis is going to play a very important. That's probably why Nikita Mazepin's dad paid for it. There you go. Because the chassis is going to be very important. Oh my and God. also Red no, Bull. Red Bull has had an issue with their their skinny wing, which is basically their low drag their low drag wing. Mm-hmm. I think the last time they used it was at uh, they didn't use it at Ka- a- a- a Qatar, Russia. No. Um, the race before that, uh, Brazil in Brazil. Okay, that remember that the 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 wing was like flapping around. It was not well, very structurally. We're going stable. back to the beginning of the season. The flappy wing controversy. Yes, yes. So we'll see if they had that fixed. And and it's the reason why Red Bull has been making a big deal out of Mercedes wings. When remember Vax Verstappen going up and touch it to see. Yeah, he didn't touch it. Um, he didn't touch it. <laughs> So you're a bigger fan of Mercedes or Max Verstappen? Right now, I just want it. I just no, want no, not right now. Overall, man, 
Forget about your desires. They don't matter. I just want everybody to who have. are like who are you backing, bro? I want everybody. Like to I'm have. a Ferrari I'm fan. Trying to answer. I'm, come on. I want everybody to have fun. That's what it comes down to. That is a non-answer answer. That is an answer. I just want people to have fun. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. predictions. <laughs> sure. Who's gonna win? I just make sure you have fun. Just have fun, guys. Yeah. Everybody's gonna get a trophy for sure. participating. <laughs> That's the, the way we do nowadays. Of you people, man. Of all people, you say that. Come on, bro. Every, dude, I know. I feel like that competitive edge is gone. I need to get back into sports. Yeah, it's not um, good, bro. It's not good. What do you think? Qualifying. What do you think? Going into predictions. Let's go. Mercedes 1-2. Woo! Hamilton and Botas. That car is a rocket, man. Yes, that's why is a ro- well. Honda misplayed their hand, or they, they got undercut. They got undercut. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> you win some, you lose one. Yeah, and in the real world, we got trophies for everybody for the winner. No, okay, none of this participation trophy. We'll give you the little crumbs, <laughs> put to the victor goes the spoils. So Mercedes won two. Mercedes won two. Max third place. You think that's how it's going to shake out for the race? No. Um, no, no, no. No. It's going to be a 1-2 max. I mean, it's going to be Hamilton, Verstappen. I I think Valtteri holds on to third unless he gets a real bad start. Um, Paris is driving really good. Um, so fourth. And I am going to go... And this pains me to do this. I'm a Ferrari fan. But I think one of the McLarens will be in fifth. I think it's going to be Lando. Mm. Ever since Ricardo got that win, he hasn't had good results at all. He's had a lot of bad luck. Yeah. So let me see. Ricardo won in Italy. Well, he's had decent results, but for the most part, got a fourth, 13th, fifth, 12th, retired in 12th. So the last three races have not been good for Daniel Ricciardo. In G. Yeah. Who do you think uh, comes in fourth and fifth, qualifying and in, in the race? I think I think the two Ferraris. I think that you're going to see Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. I think that um, Leclerc is going to qualify better, and I think Sainz is going to beat him in the race. They can beat that Mercedes engine? No. Oh, the McLaren Mercedes engine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not talking about Mercedes. I'm talking yeah, about McLaren because Mercedes. Because the car has gone backwards since, basically since Ferrari introduced their upgrades, they've just blown the doors off of McLaren. I'm off to God's ears, man. I hope that'll happen. That'll that'll seal. It's a 39 but, and a half point lead in the constructors for Ferrari over McLaren. That'll yeah. seal that uh, fifth place. So what do you think about? Second, third place. Carlos Sainz said that. On a track like this, it would close up the field. There yeah. would be more battles. Yeah. So you still think that? Yes. Yeah. Because, because for example, uh, I forgot what race he did not do well in. Who? Was it Brazil? No. What was before Brazil? Who Turkey, we talking about? Turkey. Lando Norris. When it started raining, uh, he stayed out. Then all of a sudden, Lewis caught him from behind because he just he couldn't get traction. Well, he got a tenth place, so it was uh, it's either Mexico or Brazil. It was he got tenth Brazil. place in Mexico and Brazil. Not Mexico, not Brazil. It rained. It was raining. 
Hmm. Um, so ever since that race, he Lando has just been in his head. I don't think that he's been. So what were his places? Mexico, Brazil, and last last time at Cutter? What were his uh, finishes? So Mexico, or the U.S., in Austin, he got eighth. Mexico, 10th. Brazil, 10th. And then Cutter, 9th. That's what I'm saying. I, I bet it was before. When was Turkey? It was before U.S. Grand Prix? Yeah, you came in seventh, though. Yeah, so... I mean, for him, that's not a great result because the guy he was getting he was top five. Yeah, he was top five most of the races. But mm-hmm. ever since that rain finish, he has not been able to make anything happen. He's just in oh, his the last time it rained it was Turkey. Yeah. Oh no, in Russia also. Oh, Russia, that, Russia was it? He Russia came was in the one that. Yeah, oh, remember right. yes. Russia? He came in seventh, but yes. that was when he was leading the race. Yes, and then the rain came in at the end, and he and he just. And Turkey, he got so because he didn't pit on time. So from there, it's just been a disaster for him. Yeah, he's in his head, can't figure it out. Daniel Ricardo has all year has been in his head, hasn't been able to figure it out. Um, the car has gone backwards. I think McLaren, their goose is cooked. They're just going to be fourth. And the most consistent driver pairing of the season, I think, has been Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc for Ferrari. Kind of wild, right? Because yeah. when you well, think apart. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even the top. Yeah, even the top say. two. They've been right? the most consistent, drivers. and it's the most improved car since the since the summer break. So, I mean, they didn't put a cheating engine in the back this year, and we're that, gonna go Mercedes. back to that, right? You see, yes. anytime yes. we go, we give some praise to I'm Ferrari. We loser. must say that they had a cheating engine. Actually, I'm a when it was winner. never actually proven. I'm a sore one. Yeah, because they made a backroom deal because it's well, the Ferrari well, International Assistance. Well, listen, man. These are the rules. Them's the rules. And those who <sighs> play the rules, well, those who interpret God. the rules better. So. Win. And they're Ferrari. They're the, they're the, they've been in the championships since the first year since 1950. I mean, Come on, that's that brand, like that brand is synonymous being, with F one. Me bro. being a Yankee fan, like, oh my god, they've won twenty whatever championship. Who cares? They didn't win last year. They didn't win the year before. And why? Because of a cheating team, just like a cheating engine. The Houston Astros. Yes. <laughs> um, Even though <laughs> did they win the championship this year? No, they lost uh, to Atlanta. So, um, oh yeah, you're right. Yes. So I'm not even going to mention this guy's team mates, but we're talking about the midfield being compressed. This guy? this guy who has a teammate that I shouldn't even be mentioned, Pierre Gasly. He is like the wild card in the midfield. Dude. So then Yuki Sonoda is the unmentionable? He's, he, He's the Voldemort of the of F1 that team. grid? Uh, no, of, not of the grid, but of that team. He um has just been not good. But Pierre Gasly, on the other hand, oh, has been phenomenal. Has been phenomenal on Saturdays. Um, his team has kind of let him down on Sundays. Um, Talking about Gasly. Gasly. Yes. We'll see if he is able to put himself up in that top five discussion. Mm-hmm. Carrying, he, there was a report actually that, uh, what was it that he hurt his back from carrying the team? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, so reportedly Pierre Gasly will not race for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he's been carrying because the team. He's been too carrying much. the team so much. Obviously, he got a back now. We're kidding, we're kidding but kidding, that's but... that's great. That was awesome. So 
just to kind of wrap up these predictions. So we said for the did we talk about the race itself? I think for the race itself. Well, it's, well you didn't give your predictions for the for race. the race. I think it's going to be Hamilton, Max, um, Hamilton, Max, Boras, Perez, and then Carlos Sainz. So, oh, you think Carlos Sainz beats Leclerc? Yeah, I always think that. Sure. So, <laughs> so then you're a hater. Absolutely. So from there, because the only one that has a cheating engine is Leclerc. Yes. Not Carlos Sainz. Correct. What does that mean for us? That means to us that, oh man, it's so it's eight points now. Mm-hmm. There's eight, no, twenty-five to. So if Hamilton wins and gets the fastest lap, and Max gets second, that means they're tied going into. Into Hamilton wins and gets, and the, gets fastest the fastest lap. lap. They're tied. Tied going into if if Max gets second, right? They're tied going into the final. And Max can win the championship if he wins by 17 points. <laughs> 18 points. 18 points. Okay. Correct. Yes. Yeah, because because of the fastest lap shenanigans. Right. Oh, boy. So if Hamilton wins, gets the fastest lap, and even if um, Verstappen gets second, they're tied. They're tied. Yes. Going into... Look, and all that is extremely possible. Uh, very much so. Because that's really the running order the entire season. It's either Max Verstappen first, He's, and Lewis Hamilton second, Max or Lewis Hamilton finished. first. And if, if he finished the race, he has never finished below second this year. No. How crazy is that? No, he has one where he finished ninth. Oh, my bad. Which and then Azerbaijan, he actually qualified and finished 18th. So... Let me just go with Max. Max, second, first. Second, second, first. That's the 18th, the 18th in Azerbaijan. First, first, first. Retired in Great Britain. Ninth in Hungary. First, first. Retired in Monza. Second, second, first, first, second, second. Insane how good he's been driving. Lewis Hamilton. First, second, first, first, seventh, fifteenth, second, second, fourth, first, second, third, second, retired. That was in Monza, Crash River Stappen. First, fifth, second, second, first, first. The fact that Lewis Hamilton is even this close is amazing. Yep. To be honest with you. Um I think that would be ideal. One race to win it all. If Dude. they go in, cha- if they go in tied to the set to the last race of the year, one race to- that would be the ultimate. ideal. That would be Th- the best. The Abu Dhabians would be celebrating, absolutely, at the Yas Marina circuit to finally get a race that means at a reprofile the Yas Marina circuit. Oh my god, I'm already stressed for the potential for that like winner take all. And if I'm if I'm one or the other, oh man, I would crash into them. I, <laughs> honestly, I would just be like, all right, no other cars are on the track. <laughs> you guys just go at it. No, obviously that, that can't happen. That takes away the drama. Yeah. Mercedes is up five points in the constructors championship. Ferrari's up thirty nine and a half on McLaren for third place. Alpine is at one hundred and thirty seven to Alphatari's one hundred and twelve. You can hear the Screams from Pierre Gasly as his back is getting massaged out. 
Alpine with the monster last couple of races has really put some distance in. Yo, congrats to them, man. Yeah. Honestly, they don't have they, the best car. They don't have the best engine. But they came up. Yo, they always do this. But Renault, they, same thing. They, yeah. At the end of the year, Renault used to just pound out like great results after great results. Now Alpine's doing it. Like, but just, you know, behind fifth place behind Ferrari, McLaren, Red Bull, and Mercedes, I think the way they started the year off. Yeah. Um, obviously, their expectations were higher, but once they started off the year, they started off real slow, and we thought they were probably going to be fighting for seventh or eighth place. Mm -hmm. The fact that they've been able to come out ahead in fifth uh, especially with AlphaTauri having the car that they have. They have a really good car this season. Um, I think, and then Aston Martin had higher hopes this season. And they I think they've been probably one of the biggest disappointments um, along with AlphaTauri. Yeah. So um, kudos to, to Alpine, Fernando Alonso, and Esteban Oca. I mean, they've put in the results. Podium, they got, a, they got two podiums, one race win. Kudos to them, bro. Defend like a lion. Yes, sir. My brother, anything else to mention here? Nah, man. I, yeah. You Hamilton defer. first. Verstappen second. Dude, dude what a, what Tied a going showdown. Into last race. What a showdown that will be. That's what I want to see. What a showdown. All I think about is 2016, that picture of Nico Rosberg jumping out of the car with the uh, fireworks in the background in Saudi Arabia. What I want to see coming out of this race is that scenario and hopefully Ferrari clinching. Ferrari's going to clinch. Third place. They need a, a lead of, what, 40, 44. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to clinch. Yeah. All right, so on that note, guys, make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Drop by and say hello. Um, We'll put up a poll. I forgot what the poll is, but, oh, um, about the engine, if they should swap out the engine. Yes. So we'll do that at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow us on YouTube or subscribe on YouTube if you've watched more than one video. Um, Jump to Start Racing Podcast is our YouTube channel. Drop in, say hello, hit the bell, thumbs up. And then lastly, make sure if you are listening to us on a podcast platform, which we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher, please uh, hit the subscribe button. Drop a review, however many stories you want or whatever. Just leave us some constructive feedback, you know. Tell us what you think. And um, we'll go from there. It's race week, baby. And also, yep. make sure that you pay attention to all the events that are happening this weekend in Jedi Nights. Why is that? Because whatever happened might make Ruben's trivia questions for next year. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no trivia because there's no history. Oh, man. And on that note, guys, take care. Peace. Peace.